Welcome back to Sophie and Sebastian, a podcast of stories about two rascally little children named, can you guess? Sophie and Sebastian. Very good. Today's story is called Girls Only, but if you pay close attention, you might notice that there are not just one, but two boys in this story. One day it was too cold to go outside. Wet yellow leaves were scattered across the front lawn, and the plants in the garden were looking a little bedraggled. Grey clouds sped across the sky, and the wind blew raindrops against the windows. It was hard to get excited about going outside. Fortunately, Sophie's friend Jasmine had come over for a visit. They had put up a sign on the door to Sophie's bedroom. It read, Girls Only. No boys allowed. Sophie's older brother Lucas said they could have just written girls only. There was no need to add no boys allowed. But Sophie said that with boys you have to make sure you say everything twice. Otherwise the message goes in one ear and out the other. That's because most boys have hollow heads and there's nowhere for a message to stop and say, Hi, is there anybody home? And so you have to say everything twice. Is that right? said Lucas. See? said Sophie. Now you're asking me to repeat myself. Obviously you didn't listen the first time. I heard you, said Lucas. But I wouldn't want to go into your room anyway. Well, we do, said Sophie. And she shut the door. Then Sophie and Jasmine sat on the bed and Sophie showed Jasmine her secret diary. Look, she said, it even has a lock. But don't tell anyone that it doesn't work. I lost the key, and then I kind of had to break the lock. You sneaked into your own diary? Yes, I just got my dad's hammer, and then I sort of smashed it. Wow, said Jasmine. And do you write about your secret crushes and all that? My secret crushes? asked Sophie. Why would I write about smashing the lock? Anyone who reads the diary would know that the lock is broken. No, no, said Jasmine. Crushes are something else. They're like your boyfriends. And you crush them? said Sophie. She looked confused. I'm not sure, said Jasmine. Then Sophie laughed. That would be something fun to write about. Today I met a boy. He said he liked me, but he was boring, and I crushed him. The end. Jasmine smiled. She leafed through Sophie's diary. It was mostly full of stickers and pictures. I'm good at drawing, explained Sophie, but I don't much like to write. But what is this, then? asked Jasmine. She had found the one page on which Sophie had glued an actual letter. Oh, that, said Sophie. Tessa and I found it one day. It was in Mum's underwear drawer. It's so funny. It's a letter from Dad when they weren't married yet. A love letter? Can you read it? Well, I'm not such a good reader, but Tessa is. Then Sophie called Tessa, and when she came, she read them the letter. 
This is very funny, she said. This is how it goes. Dearest sweetheart, Sophie giggled. I've been thinking about you all day. It feels so wonderful to be in love. Even though the weather is lousy and I'm not with you, just thinking about you makes me feel like I could do a somersault. I would try, but I'm afraid I would injure myself. Trust me, though, my heart is doing flips all day long. Every time I imagine you smiling or laughing, my heart jumps a little. I feel as if I'm floating in air, as if my feet aren't even touching the ground. That is so embarrassing, said Sophie, laughing. She hid her face under a pillow. It gets worse, said Tessa. She read on. I think what I like most about you is how caring you are. You always look out for others before you do anything for yourself. Okay, you're also extremely gorgeous and good-looking, and that is the first thing I notice, but it's your kindness that sets you apart. This may sound funny, but should we ever have kids, it would be so neat to see little mini-versions of you spreading love and goodness to everyone around them. And I would hope they would have your humility and shy smile, so that if someone said thanks, they would laugh and answer, it was nothing. At this point, all three girls were laughing. Jasmine had fallen off the bed and was rolling around on the floor. Then Sophie sat up and said to Jasmine, Hi, I'm spreading love and goodness. Here, have some. And Jasmine said, Thank you for your love and goodness. But Sophie said humbly, Oh, it was nothing. And she faked her best shy smile. It crept up her left cheek and ended with a sort of wink. Then they all fell over laughing. Is there any more? asked Jasmine. Just the end, said Tessa, but it's the best part. It says, I love you, I love you, I love you. I could write I love you a million times and fill pages with I love you, and it still wouldn't be enough to say how much I love you. So I'll write it just a few more times. I love you, I love you, I love you. Then the girls laughed and they laughed and they laughed. Because the thing about laughter is that when you see someone else doing it, you just can't help but join in. You just can't stop yourself. And that's why something very strange happened next. When all three girls finally stopped laughing, there was a kind of echo as if all the giggles and laughs were bouncing off the walls, having a party by themselves. Someone was still laughing. It was someone who was actually trying not to laugh, who had covered his mouth with his hands, trying to stop the sounds from coming out. But it was too late. The laughter bubbled out like air trying to escape from a balloon. And when air escapes, it doesn't much mind where it goes, which is why all of this laughter was accompanied by the rumbling sound of farting. Not the soft, fluffy sounds that no one notices, but the steady explosions of a machine gun. And if you haven't guessed by now who made that sound, I will tell you. It was Sebastian, 
who had been hiding under the bed all this time. When Sebastian finally stopped laughing, he rolled out from under the bed, a big grin on his face. Oh no, said Sophie. Now he knows all our secrets. Sebastian stopped laughing. He knew he was in trouble now. So he jumped up and made a dash for the door. Quick, shouted Sophie. Tackle him. Jasmine and Tessa both jumped up. They grabbed a hold of Sebastian just before he could escape from the bedroom. We should tie him up, suggested Jasmine. Good idea, said Sophie. But we can't keep him in here forever. I'm sure it will take a few days before Mum notices, but at some point he'll have to come out. Nope, I have a better idea. We have to make him promise that he won't say anything to Mum and Dad. Sebastian looked very worried. He thought about calling out for help, but he was too scared to say anything. Okay, Sebastian, said Sophie. You have to pinky promise that you will never say anything to Mum and Dad about what happened in this room. Are you ready? Yes, said Sebastian, very softly. Then repeat after me, said Sophie. I, Sebastian, promise, I, Sebastian, promise, that I will never say a word about what I overheard to Mum and Dad. That I will never say a word about what I overheard to Mum and Dad. Can I go now? Oh no, that's just the beginning. There's more. Then Sophie made Sebastian promise that he would keep the secret until his dying day in health and in sickness, in good days and in bad. And if he didn't keep his word, no girl would ever look at him or talk to him ever again. Which is fine, added Sebastian, because girls smell funny. Then he wriggled free and ran away to his bedroom, which he shared with Lucas. Guess what, he said to Lucas. I can't tell mum and dad, but I can tell you. And then he told the whole story to Lucas, and he told it to me, and I thought I might as well share it with you. So there you have it, the whole secret is out. But that's what happens when you ignore the signs that people put on their bedroom doors.